0: Studies have recently called attention to the lack of gender diversity in leadership positions in the life sciences industry. Women in bio and life sci advisors have taken steps to increase the presence of women in the boardroom of biotech companies through a new training program to get women boardroom ready, as well as the creation of an initiative to help place qualified women onto the boards of companies. We spoke to Dawn Hosovar president-elect of Women in Bio, and Michael Rice, founding partner of LifeSci Advisors, about their efforts, why there aren't more women on the boards of biotech companies today, and what has to be done to remedy the problem. Michael, Don, thanks for joining us.
1: Pleasure to be here.
0: Happy to be here. We're going to talk about a joint effort between Science Advisors and Women in Bio to prepare women for leadership positions on the board of life science companies. Before we talk about what you're doing, I thought we could begin with the landscape today. Biotechnology is an industry that's been dominated by men in leadership positions. When you look at C-level positions or in the boardroom, what kind of a presence do women have and how does this compare to other industries?
2: Women held 12% of the total board seats among the 53 companies that came public in 2014 in the life sciences space. That is compared to 19% of the board seats held by females among companies in the S&P 500 index. There is clearly a delta between companies that are trading in other industries and companies trading in the life sciences space. There is clearly an issue where there is not enough diversity in the life sciences space. And it is very apparent, not only in the C-suite, on boards. And I would also advocate that uh, there is a delta from the standpoint of positions of women in the investor community as well.
0: Well, Don, what, what's the consequence of this balance? What's the case from an economic point of view or from a functional point of view for why companies would benefit from having more women in the boardroom or in leadership positions?
1: Well, in studies that have been done um, in 2011, for instance, um, companies with the most women on their board of directors outperformed those um, by 16% in ROI and uh, had 53% higher return on equity. Um, And I think you know that's the kind of the financial picture. And then beyond that. It has been proven over and over again um, in various countries around the world that when there are three or more women sitting on a board, the board and the company in general does much better. Um, And some of the reasons for that is what women bring to the table in a board um, as far as their energy, their tenacity, um, their way of taking the initiative, um, etc., And then how that plays out to the company at large is when people, employees see diversity on the board and the C-suite, um, it decreases turnover, um, increases performance, um, and we see a lot of that going on.
0: Why aren't there more women in board positions of life science companies? Is it a supply issue, a a cultural issue, or, or something else?
1: You know, one of the main reasons that we see is, um, that most of the money that comes into the biotech community and startups in general are from venture capital, which is mostly men. It's, it's, there are not many women venture capitalists. So, and the VCs want to get a board seat on these companies. So immediately men are being placed onto the board. And then the C-suite at general in the, in the biotech community is very male oriented and the, the, CEOs and um, the C-suite tend to bring on peers that are male as well. Michael, would you have any input?
2: Yeah, uh, and, and I would just kind of echo what Don is saying. I mean, I think there are a number of factors here um, regarding the, the venture community and, where, and the way that a lot of these companies um, are financed. And clearly, um, the venture community puts um, their own representative on these boards. But you know, I think it's more than that in a sense where in the companies that we deal with and all of our experience and look, I'm no expert in diversity, but, um, you know, I've done a lot of work here and I've spent a lot of time over the last year, um, you know, trying to figure this out and really make a difference. And I think one of the issues when you think about women in boards and so forth um, is that at the end of the day, it's not about supply. Um, it really isn't about um you know, a particular one issue. I think there's a variety of issues. I think, you know, with small companies, I think it's a little challenging for management teams to spend the money because it is expensive to hire a search firm. I think it's very challenging for management teams in these small companies to spend the time to vet these candidates. Um, And I think at the end of the day, it's challenging for some women Um, to network among people that have real influence on these boards. So I think there's really a variety of different reasons why um, there are not more women in C-suites and on boards. But I don't think it is about supply. I don't think it's about having enough qualified women with backgrounds that could really be effective in either the C-suite or on boards.
0: Women in Bio is trying to address this through its Boardroom Ready program. Dawn, can you explain what this program is?
1: The Boardroom Ready program was developed um, from the feedback we got in the industry that one of the data points that we were um, understanding was that women didn't have board experience. Um, So even though many men may not have board experience, we decided to uh, try to take care of that data point by putting together the Boardroom Ready program. It is a board certification course um, partnered with George Washington University um, Executive Education School. It's a five-day life science-focused board training course, and uh, the candidates are taught commitments, duties, operation, responsibilities on public and private boards. Including financial literacy, board governance, financial strategy, crisis management, um, investor relations, etc., and we just had our first class of 20 women graduate um, at the end of October.
0: Now, what was the experience of putting that first class through, and, and you know, in, in doing the classwork, how much of it is actually just traditional lecture time, or is it meeting with? other people who have served on boards. Give me a little taste of what they actually experience.
1: Sure. Um, well, the professors that came in, um, a lot of them were from industry, um, personal experience on Wall Street, on board, um, you know, handling um, crisis management, etc. And it's very, very interesting. One, all the women that went through this were just very thrilled with the program. They all learned a lot, even the women that already sit on a board, the women who have not been on a board. Um, and what was interesting to me, and I attended as well, is that each one of the um, professors, the people that gave the lectures, they came in and said that the skill set amongst these 20 women was... Astounding to them and that they had tremendous experience. They're ready to sit on board. They really didn't even need these courses. Um, and that, uh, they would be very highly, um, highly regarded to sit on any board after this course.
0: And what was the selection process? Did they get to this class through an application or were they, were they invited in?
1: Correct. It's an application process, so they all filled out an application that's on the womeninbio.com website, and um, once they filled out the application, we got over 70 applications for this first um, um, class, and by the way, there will be an annual class every year, and um, then we had eight coaches that came together, and there were about, mm, I think, seven coaches. Michael was one of the coaches um, that uh, reviewed all of the applications. Um, we did a criteria walkthrough and then did a comparison, actually did personal calls. Actually, Michael, maybe you can talk about the selection process since you were uh, intimately involved.
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely happy to. So the selection process that Dawn articulated um, was pretty lengthy. We did have... Um, that, you know, 70 some odd uh, women applying for this uh, COVID position. And the selection committee was made up of seven individuals with deep backgrounds in the life sciences space, both men and women, just so that that's clear. Um, and we all spent a lot of time vetting the candidates, going through each resume, having discussions one after another. Um, I was very fortunate to be a part of that selection committee. Uh, It was a terrific networking um, between the seven of us and then having all of these discussions with these women. And as I think Dawn articulated very clearly, the women that applied to this course were all phenomenally um, well-versed in multiple different uh, expertise in the life sciences space, whether it's regulatory, uh, uh, BD, uh, business development a clinical drug development, I mean, you name it, these are incredibly qualified women. And then we again whittled down um, out of the 70 applicants, the number to 20, I believe, or the number was among all of us. And again, it was a very lengthy pro- a process getting to know all of these women. So uh, it was a terrific process. It was a terrific class. Um, I think all of this is uh, a way to drive more visibility for these women. To drive more visibility for diversity and how important it is among, uh, these, the life sciences space. And I'm hoping, and I think Don and I are, are in uh, agreement clearly that our goal is to get all of these graduates, um, situated on a board, hopefully over the next 12 to 18 months.
0: Michael, to that extent, Life Science Advisors, which is the first sponsor of the Boardroom Ready program, is also trying to promote gender diversity in the life sciences through its own board placement initiative can, can you explain what that program is
2: absolutely so um the board room placement initiative is something that we started in june uh, as part of a numerous uh, as far as numerous initiatives internally here at uh at life site what um, we are very focused on is getting women placed on boards of companies that we work with and others that we know that are seeking uh to to add to their board or upgrade their board or change their board as companies evolve. So since June, we have had five placements in four months. Um, We have a proprietary network of hundreds of resumes, and we've had hundreds of discussions with these women. Um, And we are eager, as I've been out for the last couple of weeks in, in Europe, talking to companies Presenting the data is done, articulated earlier of why it makes so much business sense. Um, but, you know, this is an, an internal process that we are working through and we will continue to 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 prove um, that we have the ability to place these women on board. So we are really, really excited about this. Uh,
0: as you've both noted, women on boards tend to come from two sources, either the C-level suite or, or from a uh, investment firm, venture capital firms that back these companies. Would it be a more effective strategy to bring more women into the C-level suite and to the venture capital firms than to train them to be on, on boards?
1: Um, if, I, if I may, I'll take the first part of the, the question. Michael, you can take the, the VC if, if you don't mind. But you're absolutely spot on. And first and foremost, we wanted to get the boardroom ready program because there are qualified women today. And they need to get recognized. They need to get put on the board. So let's utilize the talent that exists already. As far as getting more women involved in the C-suite, again, I agree completely. And one of the things that WIB is doing, um, we created this boardroom ready program. However, we're going to be expanding upon that. One, we're going to be having a uh, boardroom ready retreat um, every year, an annual retreat for all of the graduates. And what we've learned is that there's a middle management and there's a, a, a kind of a gap between middle management and getting to the board of women who don't quite, you know, haven't figured out what they need to do in their careers to get into that C-suite. And so we're going to be uh, looking at putting some programs together for that as well as um, working with companies that have um, um, directors of inclusion and diversity and help them within their companies make sure that women and other um, diversity employees are, are getting noticed in their company and are getting um, given available opportunities.
2: Yeah, Dawn, and, I, and just again to, to, to echo what Dawn is saying, I think the C-suite is important. There's no question about it. But, you know, from our perspective, we think change often trickles down. And what we believe is, is, as we develop diverse leadership teams and boards, that it's going to trickle down the management food chain. And so at the end of the day, uh, there is no doubt it's important to have a diverse C-suite, but it's as important to have a diverse board.
0: Well, let me ask one final question to each of you. As you bring women through this program and create a database of candidates, what else needs to be done to see that companies actually take advantage of? of the talent pool. Maybe Dawn, you can take this first.
1: Sure. Um, Well, what WIB is committed to doing is helping these women um, have CVs um, ready that are um, getting coached in putting um, proper board type CVs together, giving them networking opportunities. They each have an individual coach um, that has board experience who is partnering with them to also get them in front of the right people making sure that uh, if there's an opportunity that, that they're made aware of it. In fact, I'm very happy to say I, the class graduated October 28th of this year, 2016. We already have our first placement on a board. And part of that was due, due to the support from Michael Rice and um, a company that came to him looking for a particular board candidate. And Michael? Yeah,
2: I, I would say... The reality here is companies need to know that this is really good business. They need to know that there's resources like the Boardroom Ready program or the Boardroom Placement Initiative, that they exist and they are really here to help the companies diversify and strengthen
0: their leadership
2: teams and boards. They need to be aware of it, they need to be educated, um, and they need to know that there's people like myself and the LifeStyle Organization and Dawn and Women in Bio that are really trying to be change agents. That's how I think we can really affect change.
0: Michael Rice, founding partner of Life Science Advisors, and Dawn Hosevar VP of Business Development at Biosurplus and President-elect of Women in Bio. Michael, Dawn, thanks so much for your time today.
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure.
2: Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week,